Hello and welcome back to the Rise of the Ruin Lords. I am your friendly neighborhood DM, Clinton, and I'm here with Sabrina playing Harper. Hello. Nathan's playing Reeton. I'm Reeton. Connor's playing Null. One second, I'm installing updates. <laughs> and Aiden is playing Dead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are mourning the death of Tev and dragging her body back as the team retreats from their disastrous battle with the stone giants and the kobold barbarian Enga Kekvia. Disastrous, the word we're going to use? I though? would say so. Tev died. I, I mean, mean so did a lot of them. I We killed a ton of them. Oh, yeah. Like a literal ton. Yeah. So the team retreats back to into the small tunnels where they encountered red caps and camped just a few hours before. As the team goes back, and after about an hour's travel, back to the place they wish to camp again, you turn the corner to the campsite, and as you do so, you see light from a what looks to be like a bonfire, and you hear a female voice. She sounds human. You hear these uh, clatter of bones, like teeth clattering against teeth, chittering, and you hear the woman's voice say, Boner! I barely knew her. And then more teeth chatter in, in response. I draw my sword. Hold on to your dookie, because it's about to get spooky. <laughs> <laughs> and as you turn the corner, you see this woman. She's wearing a very dark outfit, long black ponytail, fine porcelain features, high cheekbones, red lips, dark eyeshadow. She's wearing a corset bustier, thigh-high metal boots, a very large scythe, a war scythe, a flowing black cloak with feathery shawl shoulders. Her robe has a number of patches on it that are in the form of skeletons and other undead creatures. And she's surrounded by uh, a handful of skeletons. In fact, it's the red cap skeletons you left here in a pile. You can tell by their red caps and size that they and, and metal boots that they're wearing as well. It looks like something had pulled their skeletons out and then they put their clothing back on. So there's fresh blood on the bones themselves and they glisten with red gore. And as you round the corner, she turns to you and says, ah, adventurers, I see. Uh, yeah. Move your bones up and say hello. So you're not trying to kill us. Oh, no. Oh, thank God. In fact, I see an opportunity in death. Oh. Oh. As she points to Tev. Oh, yeah, here's Tev. We hardly knew her. May I introduce myself? I am Marionetta Tanith Valen at your service. Ergothua brings you her best wishes. Ergothua. Yes, you can see the skull shaped fly emblazoned on her cloak. Huh. And she also has a pendant of the same symbol. Anyone wish to roll knowledge religion? Mm hmm. Nah, 17. Well, that's enough to know that Urgothoa, or Gothoa, whatever you, wherever you come from, Urgothoa is the goddess of gluttony, of death, and of pain. I can tolerate the first two, don't want that last one. She, disease, that's what it was. Disease, gluttony, and undeath. Not a positive goddess. If they're turning a positive out of a negative... <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Null, you're 24 on your knowledge religion. You know quite more, a lot more. Her domains are death, evil, magic, strength, and war. 
Uh, her subdomains are blood, daemon, divine, ferocity, murder, plague, and death. This probably is a cleric, given that she wields the scythe and wears the sacred fly as a symbol. And she's wearing red and green in the blacks as highlights. Noel, he's not going to go so far as to draw his weapon, but he will take a step forward. He'll grow some eyes and then he'll squint them untrustingly. Mm -hmm. And he'll ask, to what pleasure do the daughters of the dead come to Jorgenfist? My mistress, Urgathoa, has led me here. I was to meet a group of strange beings. I'm assuming that's you. Well, we have the bugbear that thinks it's a dwarf. I'm a dwarf who... It, screw you. We have Harper, who's actually pretty normal, all things considered. Normal's boring. Except she's not always visible. So I, I guess you wouldn't call that normal. I'm Pinocchio. So yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> What's Pinocchio? Uh, I'm, I'm Gino. And oh, okay. that half-orc in your arms? Oh, that was Tev. We didn't actually get to hear too much from her. Unfortunately, it could be again. Ooh. I mean, it would probably be something she would be privy with. She did some finger wiggling in her time. She looks down at her fingers in her hand as she cups it, and she's like inspecting her manicure. And she says uh, offhandedly, "The powers of life and death to me are no matter. I offer you a bargain. Let me join your crusade." for a share of the treasure, and I will bring that one back to life. I mean, we didn't really care that much about her. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to see her die, though. If we have the ability to bring her back, we should. I don't know how useful she'll be after the negative two levels, though. That could be dealt with. Yeah, well, we could... I mean, we could raise her up, and then Teb could go on her way, because she got hit one time. I do understand that death becomes her, but... I'd like to see what this half-orc's abilities are. So her tribalism intrigues me. Okay. I want to learn more about that mess. So should we take a vote? I vote, sure, why not? What about you, Noel? I won't contest it. You know what? I vote we get we go get Saris. We get Saris back. <laughs> oh my goodness. Look, if Tet dies, then sure. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, we'll, we'll bring back... We'll bring back Ted. Well, Marionetta looks at Harper and wants to know her opinion on the matter. Mm, I've signed one bad contract before. Oh, there's no contract, just an agreement. We're totally going to have to kill that demon, too. What could possibly be in Jorgenfist that would be of such importance to Ergothoa and her constituents? Oh, my goddess has shown me that you will bring much death, and I'm interested in participating. I'm just going to stand there looking proud. <laughs> <laughs> Whether it be in the team or what the team faces, I know that much death will arrive. I just need to be here for it. Ultimately, I think if we don't intervene, it's just going to be more and more sandpoints all across the Brucian countryside. We have to do something. That does have some appeal. However, I'm drawn to be aiding your team. Okay, so so you're going to promise not to kill me, right? The silence is deafening. <laughs> I, I'll roll a sense motive. Yeah, okay. me too. I got a 13. It's a good thing I grew those eyes a second ago. I raised an eyebrow at her inquisitively. What'd you get? I got a 15. Harper got a 21. Ooh. 
Okay, Reeton and Null, you don't get a sense of what you can trust about her. However, Harper, you can sense that her intentions are honorable, that she wishes to join your team to aid it. But anything further than that, about what her true motives are, you're unsure. Her silent and the wry smile she gets on her face when Reeton asks that he won't, she won't kill him does set you a little unsettled because she won't promise that she won't kill him. If you're gonna end up geeking us, could you let us know now? <laughs> I just don't know in which situations that you wouldn't deserve a death. Then a follow-up to that question, would you be offended if we defended ourselves? Oh, of course not. Well, do you want to raise Teb? Or do, do we all agree? Harper's still thinking about it. Boom. Harper is uncertain. She'll help us in her own selfish way. Yes. Oh, yes. I absolutely will. She <laughs> yes. says. But but here's also another thing, Harper. Uh, and I think this is really important, is that we should um, continue the story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to argue that. Well, I haven't been talking the most, so... <laughs> Very well. It sounds like you're all in agreement. At least one abstain. That's two I haves it. I'm in. I'm going to grab Teb's face. I agree. <laughs> the tiebreaker. <laughs> Lay her down in front of me, Marionetta says. Okay. And I put her down in front of her. She begins to cast the spell Raise Dead. Is that right? Yes. Aiden did a good job of creating this character, so I thank him. You are welcome. Is that a third level spell? Fifth level. And dead no longer than one day per caster level, yes. In addition, the subject soul must be free and willing to return. Are you willing to return? Yes, I am. All right. Takes a minute to cast. She brings out the verbal, somatic, and material components along with her divine focus of her holy symbol, which is a necklace around her neck made of bone and gold. She holds it up over the body. Um, you will gain two negative levels. And these are permanent. Yep. You have a 50% chance of losing any given spell upon being raised. Okay. Maybe it's just that I've been running a game in my in real life thing where my evil party have all been worshippers of Ergothoa, but we should not trust this lady. Well, what's going to happen is if, uh, if she finds it advantageous, probably me is going to wake up with suddenly Harper and Reeton and whoever's Aiden's playing this week. <laughs> deciding they want to beat up on the thing that can't be raised dead. Oh yeah, that's true. As you study her intently because you don't trust her, I would like everyone to make a perception check. Sure. Son of a bitch. 22. I rolled a 1 for a 17. 28. Alright, Harper and Null. When she speaks, you see that her incisors are a little bit longer than they should be. Oh no. Well, I mean, I guess I'm actually not too worried about it, but you guys should be oh-knowing about now. My weapon's still drawn. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said it when we came when we Yes, came you did. My yes, you drawn. did. All right. After about a minute, dark fell magics pour out in black tendrils around from the holy symbol and envelop Tev, going in, into the orifices of her. Can we not use the word orifices? She is then violently racks back and forth and jiggles and shakes and her eyes open black. And then the black fades and disappears. And Tev, you're awakened, but you don't feel good. You feel weakened. Oh, my 
everything hurts. Hi, Tab. You're alive. Yes. Not sure how. And you see this strange, pale woman looking down at you. Well, hello. Ah, welcome back to the land of the living. Well, she'll see if your stay is as long as the last one. Taking all bets. All bets. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'll slowly start to get up. You look like you could use a nap. I look like I could use a nap. I think we could all use a nap. All right. Well, that's the end of the game, guys. Have a nap and come back later. The end of the game? (laughs) Just kidding. Not that. Okay. That was a short episode, guys. All right. See you guys in a bit. Yeah. Next time on Res of the Rune Lords. Okay. So, Tev, you have returned from the dead. Your excursion, you don't even remember what happened. Uh, last thing you knew, you were in a fight with some stone giants and ogres. And then you weren't in a fight. So, Gantaris gets to meet her god, but Tev just has darkness. Who do you worship again, Tev? Patron of storms. Let's be fair. Gintaros was dead a lot longer than Tev was. True. So, her soul didn't even have time to get a snack before she was resurrected. You might have whiplash by how fast you raised you. You are fully healed, Tev. And as you look around the cavern, you find yourself in the camp spot you had made just the day prior. And instead of red cap bodies, there are animated skeletons wearing red cap clothing and their scraggly beards still on their chins. All right, team, what are you going to do? Uh, I was hoping to drink one of these potions of cure moderate wounds and then go to bed. I'm going to make hole if we're doing heal stuff at this time. Okay. And then I'm going to take a nap and hopefully not get by killed by Marionetta or her marionettes. Yes, she does have puppets. Damn. That was some bad rolls you did there, Noel. I got 11 HP. What did you get, Noel? Uh, yeah, I just did a make hole and I got uh, three twos and two ones for a whole eight hit points back. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and use two points of my Arcana Pool to get another casting of that. Yeah, okay. that sounds best. Uh, Marionetta says, are you in need of healing? It looks, you look pretty battered. I would love healing, Marionetta. All right, come here. Bring those old bones over this way. Okay. Do, 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 do. curls her finger at you. She has some spells. Let's see. She will give up that one for a, what's the fifth level cure? I forget. I think fifth level's heal. Yeah, she'll do a heal. Oh, no. She can inflict that le- oh, that's right. Let's not do that. Uh, yeah. Let's not do the the one where you do damage to me. I would prefer the one where you heal me, Marionetta. Oh, right. <laughs> that's right. The living need positive energy. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Oh, that's right. Hmm. That's not so easy for me. Let's see what I can do. That's okay. Everyone specializes in something different. I'm really good at swinging this sword. Um, how are your abilities? Are, are they damaged in any way? Nope. No ability damage. All right, Reeton, 26. All right, Clinton, I'm rolling for all five of my castings of Cure Light Wounds to see if I have them or not. So I'm rolling 5d100. Mm-hmm. Okay, 72, 97, 147, 99. Two of okay, them. Wonderful. So I will cast two of those on Nathan. Oh, thank God. Well, Reeton. Yes, sorry, Reeton. <laughs> wow, max, 26. Thank you. And she... She has one cure light. She'll cast that on Reeton. Oh, thank goodness. Whisper, she also has one regular restoration. Right. 
But she can't spontaneously cast cure spells. I'm aware, but she can cast restoration on the person that has two negative levels to remove one of those oh, negative levels. That's right. Here, <laughs> this will feel better. And she casts restoration upon you. There you go. Someone's thinking about resurrection. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Now, I do have a question though. So it's the negative levels are permanent, so there's no role to get rid of them? Correct. Uh restoration got rid of it. Well, I, I know, but there's two negative levels. I thought one restoration per negative level, right? Yes, but you can only remove one permanent negative level per week. Okay. Right. So I'm just at one negative level for a full week. It is what it is. All right. Well, that's all the healing I have available, Marionetta says. Well, thank you. I'm at about half-life. Well, I guess we're going to rest for the evening. We can't go off having a bugbear not at full health. Yeah, that actually would be a really bad thing. Hint, hint. Check your bag. Check my bag? Oh, or my bag. Right, that's bag. There's a wand of cure light wounds. There is. How many char- Oh, fifth. Oh, I have a fully charged wand here. Oh, perfect. All right. How convenient. And it's at minimum yep. level, right? Okay. So that's four charges. Five. How you doing? I'm at 99 hit points out of 140-something. There's another nine. And another nine. That should be good. I'm at 100. Three minimums and three maximums. Yep. I'm at 117 HP, so I should be good. So that is seven charges. Okay. Glad to be of service. Thanks. We don't want you joining me too soon. You have much killing to do, she says. Stop saying things like that. She just recognizes that I'm good at killing things. You're just jealous. I'm going to go to bed now. Good night. Night. I'll stand first watch. Oh, well, Noel doesn't sleep. Ooh, that's handy. Yeah. It sure is. Neither do my skeleton friends. That's terrifying. Well, that's why I don't need to sleep. Because there's other things we need to keep an eye on tonight. Oh, you guys are so silly. And she uh, rolls out a sleeping bag and curls up in it. Sleep tight and don't let the death bugs bite. I'm terrified. (laughs) Again, thank you very much, Aiden, for making such an interesting character for me to play. You're welcome, Clinton. Thank you for playing her exactly (laughs) how I wanted her to be played. (laughs) All right, Noel, you were going to say. Noel's going to take just a moment and power cycle himself. And as the Windows 95 boot up sound finishes playing, he has level up <laughs> updates to give. Ta-da! Okay, go ahead and do so. so roll the five on my D8, giving me... Well, I don't have the con bonus, so it's five plus toughness hit points. I'm sitting at a total of 96 max. I'm starting to feel like a martial person now. Ooh, cool. So I get two spells. The first one is going to be the third level necromancy spell, Ray of Exhaustion. The idea was is that instead of killing things, we could just make them not be able to go into combat, and then we could deal with them in a mm-hmm. more civil way. But apparently, Ergothoa has other plans for the things we bump into. So does Reeton. <laughs> so does Reeton. <laughs> the second spell was Frigid Touch, which is a second-level spell. It makes it so a touch attack, which was important so I could deliver it through my weapon, deals some cold damage, 46 specifically, and it causes the opponent to be staggered. Again, the idea is I want to think of less fatal solutions to problems when those problems are humanoids. The feat that I took, um, I have a first feat, the one that I get from level 11, which is point blank shot, allows me to get a plus one attack and damage roll bonus with ranged weapons at increments of 30 feet or less. Mm -hmm. Most importantly, that was a prerequisite for precise shot, which allows me to shoot or throw ranged weapons into opponents in melee without that pesky minus four penalty you keep on reminding me about. Mm-hmm. So that is the feat from level 11. That's the bonus level feat. 
the other thing that they get at level 11 is improved spell recall, which is that at level 11 the Magus' ability to recall spells using the arcane pool becomes more efficient. Whenever I recall a spell, instead of having to recall a number equal to that spell's level, I only have to do half of that to minimum of one. So now I'm bringing fireballs back with just one point instead of three points. Uh, furthermore, instead of recalling a used spell as a swift action, I can prepare a spell that I haven't prepared yet today, as long as it's in my spellbook. So I get ways of not necessarily being so cornered into what I had planned already for the day. The drawback to this is that I can't apply any metamagic feats to spells prepared this way, but seeing as I have to get feat taxes for point blank shot and precise shot, I don't think I'm going to be getting more metamagic in a long time. Alrighty. Thank you. And the, the Windows 95 boot up sound finishes. I was really hoping you'd run on Unix, but whatever. <laughs> the evening passes uneventfully. The undead redcap skeletons watch silently. They don't even chitter or, or creak or anything. They do drip a bit because they are bloody. And uh, Marionetta wakes up early. She nudges the team. So you wake to her uh, scythe butt of the handle poking you. I'm almost at maximum. I'm one away from maximum, so we're good. You're good. Okay. Is the team ready to move on? I think so. Yeah. Yes. Okay. You uh, pack up, and of course, uh, Marionetta orders her skeletons to clean up the bonfire ash and rolls up her, her pack for her. She says, oh, you're getting blood everywhere. Stop, stop. And then follow us. Don't let anything attack us from behind. And they all line up and march. And um, I'm ready to go. Lead on. All right, Noel, you're first. Cool, thanks. Do you have any trouble seeing in the dark, Marionetta? Oh, no. Darkness and I get along very well. I'm in danger. Constantly, my little... Well, my large furry friend. Constantly. (laughs) All right, you approach the uh, place where you had the massive battle. Uh, We're currently in a small tunnel leading uh, through a small three-foot gap squeezeway out into the 35-foot-wide chamber. There are two exits, one leading to the north and one leading to the northeast. Well, we know that the one guy went to the north, so I would say we should check out the northeast first. Now, this was a day ago. That's true, but that way would probably be more danger. I don't know. So, who wants to go to the north? Who wants to go to the northeast? I was thinking northeast. Perfect. What about you, Tev? Let's do northeast. Perfect. And what about you, Red Cap number one? Which way do you want to go? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And you, Red Cap two? Stop it, Noel. They're inanimate objects. Marionetta says, oh, no, they're not. They're quite animated. Dance, little ones. And they all begin to dance a jig, and they tap their metal boots. Are you writing this down in your book, Harper? I don't know. I think I want to forget about this. <laughs> so let's go to the northeast. Let's do that, guys. All right. You cross the cave that is the Engekekvia's place of residence. You uh, look down the passageway and you see it opening up to maybe, oh, 15 to 20 feet wide. Uh, the ceiling's 25 feet high. Go a little bit farther, and you notice that it splits into three passages. As I look at these three passages, no looks to the ground. With a 16 survival check, does it look like there's any fresh footprints to any of these three corridors? 
because of this flat stone floor, almost no tracks are available. And with that kind of a roll, it's not high enough to see anything. Three paths. Which one do we go down? What about with a 20 survival? With a 20 survival, you see in this room that it's dominated by small reptilian humanoid feet. Along this path through here is large traffic, large-footed traffic, large humanoids. Okay, it looks like there were some giants or, or ogres that were wandering back and forth between these two paths. Do, do I know if they look fresh or... No, you were just able to detect them. Okay. And barely. That could have very well been from our combat yesterday. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Or before our combat. I'd say we go to the Northeast Tunnel. Marionetta says, well, bugbear. Yes? What do you smell? Your powers of centaur reputed at being very high. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Sorry, I literally just become a bugbear, so you have to forgive me on that. Uh, the creature with the scent ability can follow tracks by smell, making a wisdom or survival check to follow the track. This typical DC for a fresh trail is 10. No matter what kind of surface, the DC increases or decreases depending on how strong the quarry's odor is, the number of creatures, and the age of the trail. So, do you want me to do another survival check? Because wisdom ain't working. Only if you're intending to track a particular trail. Uh, the scents are ogres, stone giants, and the hint of dwarf. I want to do the dwarf. Okay, roll. Ever want to hear roll to do the dwarf? I did a 13, <laughs> so. You failed to do the dwarf. Okay. You lost the trail. Sorry. Could be down the southern passage, the southeastern passage, or the eastern passage. Hmm. All three are approximately 10 to 15 feet wide. I vote southern. Okay. All right, lead on. Uh, Reeton, do you want to be up close to me? Yeah, it'll be. I'll, I'll be next to you. Tev, I assume you want to be in the back. Marionetta, do you have a preference? Oh, I'll stay back here. All right. You're very controlling. You know that. Yes. Uller with worse. <laughs> Uller? Who's who's this Uller you speak of? Uh, it's someone you, you'll meet him eventually. I will. Yes. I look forward to it. She licks her very pointy teeth. I'm also looking forward to it. I got a thing planned for it. <laughs> the caves here are have high ceilings, averaging 20 feet in height in the tunnels, and the caverns arch to heights of 40 feet. The walls, floor, and ceiling are rough and laced with furrows and air vents, but despite their almost wrinkled look, remain quite strong. Barbarian, you remember from your dwarven days that of architecture and engineering, you can tell without even checking that these caverns are very strong and sturdy. There's no chance of cave-ins. Right. Perfect. Okay. You see a room. Is that a bathtub? Well, sort of. This room reeks of vinegar, rotting hair, and worse. A single large stone basin sits in the middle of the room about 10 feet square, and filled with foul-looking fluid upon which float patches of wet fur. Around the basin stand a dozen wood frames over which leather and hides are stretched. At the far end of the cave, a stinking mound of hides and furs awaits tanning. Reeton, drink it. No, five dollars. Reeton, roll your survival check again. Yes, thirty-one. The strong scent, along with the tanning foul stench, is also the stench of ogres. And you see that ogres pass in and out of this passageway, north and south. There are no creatures in the room, so maybe the ogres you fought yesterday worked here. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to assume that they're, you know, 
dead. That's a good sign if they weren't resurrected. Yeah. And I look over at our friend Marionetta. She's kind of fallen behind. Oh. She looks down this way and she says, hmm, I see some anvils oh. and a forge. Ooh. And what are those in cages? Scruffy little bearded things. Oh, they look so pathetic. Hey, we should go talk to them. I'm going to move in and I don't see any creatures in here. No, it, the room appears empty. Okay. I'll go I'll go check on those dwarves if you guys want to check this room out some more. Okay. The dwarf or the barbarian bugbear quickly hurries to the north and then around and down to the southeast and sees another room. Oh, hi, dwarves. This looks to be an, an armory. The walls of this room have been chiseled away and made almost regular. Four anvils stand in the middle of the room while the south burns a bright forge fire. Immense bellows stand near a row of low iron cages, each featuring a filthy mound of straw. The bellows handle extends through the cages, allowing anyone imprisoned within, such as these five dwarves, to work the bellows without necessity of leaving their confines. To the north, mounds of steel and broken and bent pieces of a dozen weapons await work. All right. Hi, guys. Ah, in Dwarven. Yes, I'm going to say it in Dwarven. Oh, no! More creatures and skeletons! We're certainly doomed since the giants died, went away yesterday. Oh, oh. They're, they're cowering in their cages. Man, I have not met such pathetic dwarfs before. I'm a dwarf. They're very emaciated. It looks like they haven't been fed in weeks. And their cages are unclean. And they don't look like they've been taken out of them. Okay. Can I search around and see if there's any keys? Sure. Oh, I'll go ahead and roll it. thought you had your key to most things strapped to your back. Underneath this anvil here, you see a key ring. Okay, I'll grab the key ring. It'll take a strength check to lift the anvil. Okay, I am going to use one round of rage. Does a 21 lift it? A 21 does. Perfect. So you lift the anvil just enough to pull the key ring out. The dwarves are like, oh no, he's going to kill us all. Eat our bones. And she goes, hmm, don't worry. I'm saving those for later as the skeletons come in closer. I'm going to start talking to them in Dwarven. It's okay. She probably won't eat you yet as I start unlocking their cages. No, no, don't open, don't open it. We killed the ogres. You're good, man. You're only wanting to kill them because you want to eat us. So I, I should probably tell you I used to be a dwarf. That's why I know how to speak Dwarven. What? Yeah. They look really confused. Yeah, it was, I, I got reincarnated. Now I'm a bugbear. That's cool. So I'm just going to open the cages. Okay. They're, they're backed up and they're they're not quite trusting you. No, first off, I'm not actually a bugbear. I don't eat people. And secondly, bugbears typically eat humans, not dwarves. Marionetta says, well, that's disappointing. Yeah, I know. Sorry. So uh, what, what were you guys doing here? Well, we were taken prisoner quite a while ago. We were a merchant caravan from Yanderhof. And we've been, well... We were, our caravan was attacked, and we've been taken here. And they're really pathetic because their beards have been shaved off. Oh, man, your beards are gone. That sucks. Wish I could help you with that. You also see three humans. Three humans? And you recognize them as the people that were taken from Sandpoint. Oh, hey, guys. It's Reeton, the bugbear. You know me. And uh, the, Oh, yeah, okay. And then... Ah, Reeton, yes. And then they tell the dwarves, no, this is Reeton from, he's one of the heroes of Sandpoint. Yeah. He was a bearded dwarf. Yeah. 
before he died, and it was a it was a terrible terrible thing. And now he's been cursed. Well, actually, it's more of a blessing <laughs> than a curse, to be to be honest. Everybody looks really conf- looks at each other really confused about that. I'm like, well, how's that possible? And it's weird. I don't know. I don't know. Nah, don't worry about it. Well, uh, they all pour out other cages. They says, oh well, uh, let's grab up some of these poor weapons and broken weapons, and we'll use them to help you. As they give exhausted looks at you, I we'll help you. You know what would be a really big help is if you took those people back to Sandpoint. Who are you talking to? The dwarves. Oh, oh, really? And they look around. Well, if you say so, uh, w- which way to Sandpoint? Uh, it, you got to go to the west. Lars Ravanki and the other NPC notables. They're like, ah, oh, well, well, we know the way. Okay. Although we were in a bag on the way here. Where are we? We're in uh, Jorgenfist. Where's that? Uh, it's far to the uh, northeast of Sandpoint. So what I think you should do is you should go to the south. Like a few miles? How far? Uh, like a couple weeks. All right. Null and Tev and Harper, you can move about now. Uh, after much searching, you found nothing of note other than what was already described in the tannery. Noel will check up on our necromancer and bugbear friends. All right. Marionetta is watching with interest at Reeton talking with some shaved dwarves and some humans. And she's like, oh, these people are from Sandplane, I guess. Well, that's good. Those are actually specifically the people we're here to rescue. Yep. I mean, anyone we could save, we're saving. Oh, okay. Saving people's good, I guess. It is. Reeton, it looks like you got the dwarf situation under control. Well, I'm trying to... Do you think that it would be best for them to join us, or do you think it would be best for them to take our people from Sandpoint back to Sandpoint? Honestly, I think we should have them wait around and see if we can't get a bigger caravan going. Five dwarves running across the Versian countryside for two weeks straight sounds dangerous. Yeah, but I mean, well, I was just thinking they could go to the first town and just stay there for a while. A pack of wolves would decimate this group. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a town just to the southeast of the Giant Steps. The one with the definitely not werewolf stuff going on. Uh, Ravenmoor. Marionetta says, oh, you mean Ravenmoor? Lovely town. Oh, the calls at night. Ah, she just gets a wispy look on her face. <sighs> I think sending them out on their own would be a death sentence. Yeah, probably. We could um put them back in their cages and then keep them here. I kid, I kid. We could keep <laughs> them here and then go explore and maybe pick them up on the way back. The look of shock on their face. <laughs> Maybe we enlist these guys to set up a forward operations base. Yeah, we could do that. Loose daggers lying around. There's some craft tools uh, around no, here. No, no, What? They're exhausted. I think, I think they should take a nap. They should get some food, and they should take a nap and become less exhausted, and then we can have them do stuff. Yeah, they look really exhausted. Like they have not been given rest at all. Nothing but work and toil. Yeah. We should get them back to the camp that we've been using and let them rest. Marionetta says, I can take them back and then come back. No, that's okay. I would I would want you to not murder them. Oh, no, I wouldn't murder them. Well, I mean, we have her word. And I give you my word, I will protect them. And I give you my 27 cents motive. You have a great sense that she's telling the truth. I think that's a good idea. I think that's the safest idea. All things considered. All right, I'll be right back. Good luck, you guys. All right, so she grabs up the the captives and heads off with her skeletons in tow. 
It'll take her uh, about an hour, maybe two, to get there and back. So what do you guys do in the meantime? Well, I want to go to the northeastern one, the one that's north of where I'm at. All right. So you go up and around, and you see another cave. This one looks like it has more tan leathers in it or something. Actually, those are, uh, well, let me describe it. The tunnel widens here into a gallery, the walls of which are streaked with glittering veins of mica. To the north, four large mounds of furs have been arranged. A nimbus of bones and bits of half-eaten food lies strewn around each. Nothing else? Nope. It's about 75 feet long and about 25 feet wide. Do I see that it opens up into another cave? It does. The passage moves on. All right. I'm going to I'm gonna go in. Do you want to lead the way, Noel? Are you seriously going on without your new friend? Oh, yeah. She looks like she could add some serious power I, to your I team. I totally forgot about her. Well, this is the farthest you've gone. Well, maybe that would be a good time to come back next time. On Rise of the Rune Lords? On Rise of the Rune Lords. Yeah. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye-bye, everyone. I take a long... Oh, wait. I can't take an inhale. I'm a robot. Damn it. How do I show tension? You don't. Uh, I want your nose to start the Okay. <laughs> so should we take a vote? I vote, sure, why not? What about you, Noel? You'll, you'll hear no, uh, no interest. <laughs> you know, I'm sure I'm happy I'm the editor around. <laughs> Don't you dare. Better Don't you not. dare. <laughs> oh dear. Into the ether it goes. Or to the end of the episode. <laughs> oh my goodness.